0: Welcome to the Broski Diddles Podcast. It's your boy Kiko Flow, Kiko Cervantes, and today we got you with a movie review with the crew. Today we got a special one. I'm trying to make it so that every movie that we give an analysis to, it's a great one. You know, I'm trying to make them good so that you don't waste any time watching these. Not only the movie, but you know the actual review. And today we got uh, a biographical survival film. Uh, based on, on, on an actual event, it's called Thirteen Lives, and it's about the rescue that happened on the Tam Luang Cave in Thailand. And this was produced by Ron Howard. Ron Howard is a producer, uh, director, uh, and producer, and he's been in in, in great movies. Um, yeah. So this movie, uh, you know, hopefully most of you already seen it. Uh, the best way to watch these movie reviews is to see the movie first and then and then come come watch the podcast um and when there are biopics like this it's a little hard to talk about the film without talking about the story as well so even though i'm gonna be reviewing the film based on the cinematic uh, factors of it I, i'm also gonna be touching into the subject matter which was a a, a very touching you know story you know so this 13 kids uh, it's 12 kids really and then the coach which seems to be young like probably 18 but they, they never called him a kid so I would guess that he's over 18 they go to this cave after playing football uh, and they were gonna have a birthday party that night and they were like look before we go to the birthday party let's go uh, to the cave and I had heard of this story in the past and I'm pretty sure you know this was like a world news there were some boys that were stuck in a cave and my whole thing was like, okay, what's the, what's the big deal? Like, it's a cave, like, you just go in, you just get them out, and that's it. Like, it's a little cave you go in, and, you know, for years, I never really looked into the story. And if you haven't, I mean, it's even better, right? Because in the, the movie, it's all a surprise to you. I mean, I kind of suspected that 13 people lived, because it's called 13 Lives. But as the movie starts progressing, you really doubt it. You're like, man, how the fuck are they going to get these kids out? And and, you know, the, the, the movie is actually for the amount of things that happen. It's not long. It's like two hours and 20 minutes. It has Colin Farrell in it uh, among, you know, other actors, but he's one of the, the, the best known and it seems like the film on the location, which obviously makes the whole thing, you know, a lot more uh, real. And man, the story is crazy, right? So they go into the cave, um, and it's, as soon as they go into the cave, it starts raining. And this monsoon, which is like nonstop rain that would normally happen around the 19th of July, started happening on June 23rd, which was, I think, the day that they went in. So it was like three weeks early. And you can see in the movie that at the time it was the World Cup in 2018. Right? No, this was in... Wait up, let me just double check. This, when this happened. When? All right, so this happened in 2018, yeah. Okay, so four years ago, I mean, this was actually very recent. And it was during the World Cup. So you. one of the cool things about it is... They, they, they really made you feel that like you were there because you were here in the background, people watching the World Cup, and they, they, made, you know, they made efforts into taking you to that time and making sure the details were correct. Um, and just the whole filming, I mean, Ron Howard, you know, I mean, let me, let me put some m- movies Ron Howard have, has made. Because this guy is, you know, A Beautiful Mind, The Da Vinci Code, Apollo 13, Rush, cocoon in the heart of the sea splash and you said you know this guy's a jeep so this movie was produced by somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing and it was really well portrayed and you know a lot of the movie has to be filmed underwater which is a is a whole different thing you know i mean for movie making something is to have the ability to control everything that you you know the exposure in the camera the lighting everything but when you're underwater it all changes And to me, it's crazy how they even achieved the stakes because I don't know if they actually had to be inside the caves or if they created a uh, like a little set where they would make the caves. But it, it looked really real like they were there. And you don't realize how difficult it is to dive until you see a movie like this. There's also a documentary on Netflix that I may or may not watch because I already you know I saw the movie and the movie depicts the story pretty well. So it's like I mean watching it's not a documentary, it's a docu series, so it's like you know 10 episodes. but maybe it goes into detail into the more you know um, you know uh, specific things of, of the whole rescue mission, which was like a directed effort from many people around the world and in the community and it was actually very beautiful to see how people can really come together for a cause even if the cause was like disturbing 13 kids <laughs> went to do something I mean I don't know part of me thinks they went into the escape like isn't that dangerous like it's a type of shit my mom would be like this motherfucking kid uh, again doing his little fucking adventures I don't know I just you know part of me I'm not a dad yet but part of me already thinks like a dad and I'm just like you know, these fucking kiddos, again, causing ruckus, you know. Um, but, I mean, of course, you know, they, they, they're sweet kids. Uh, plus, I mean, the, the Thai people. I mean, I've known this from bef- from other things that I've seen, but you can see it in this movie. There's just so such gentle and, and good people, but also strong and, and um and, you know, warriors as well. Um, you know, wh- one thing that's interesting in the movie is that it also depicts... I guess, corruption and disorganization in in governments where things don't work, you know, perfectly fine, like a first world country. I mean, in first world countries, things are fucked and there's corruption and there's shenanigans. So imagine in countries like Thailand, I come from Venezuela and I related it a lot to, you know, what I saw in the movie in Thailand with, you know, there's the governor, but then there's also the ministry of, interior and you know they they want to also take care of their interests so they look good so they try to use a scapegoat in case shit goes wrong this is your fault they so you also have aside from the whole technical difficult difficulty of actually you know getting the to the kids finding them getting them out you also have the political blanket over it where where you have to also move like chess pieces so that was interesting as well but going back to the diving, you don't realize how crazy diving is, especially cave diving, until you see this. I had heard, like, in Joe Rogan, there was this guy, uh, I mean an MMA fighter, Cowboy Serone, who tells a story that's very scary about how he almost died cave diving, and he's, like, a professional and all this shit. And when he tells a story, because I don't have the visuals of it, I'm thinking—I mean, I believe him that this was a scary thing and he almost died, in. but I'm still like— i don't get what's the hard part like like I, i'm trying to visualize why would it be hard right because he's describing the cave and he can see and, and and the line gets broken but i'm just thinking okay but how is this visually depicted right because i don't know exactly what he's talking about and in this movie you actually see what it is to cave dive and to go through these little crevasses in water and to have currents move and and to be in a world where you're almost like in space where everything looks the same, you might not know where you're going, you get this, you know, uh, you, you you lose your orientation. And when you see the movie, you get so tense and scared because you're like, oh my God, now I understand what this guy was talking about. This is fucking terrifying. This is like being in space. This is like being an astronaut that got out of the ship and you're in space, just crawling on your own. And you have an amount of air that if it, if it runs out, you're fucked. And. If you panic, you start breathing more, so you drain your air faster. I mean, it's so many factors, the technical equipment that could fail and, and that fucks you up and you're like really deep into this caves. And that's the other thing, right? I'm thinking, okay, this guy's already in a cave. Just make a little hole, get the kids out. I mean, come on. It's 2018, we've gone to the fucking moon. We have Elon Musk and the guy from Virgin doing private flights to space we can't get these boys from a cave make a little you know get a little shovel you know start shoveling come on get a bunch of fucking you know make like a like a like a like put a bunch of food trucks that you give out food to the locals and they just you know shovel and then they're out but i you know i'm fucking stupid I, i'm not thinking when you see this cave and how huge it is i mean these kids went fucking far I mean, again, you know, it's, I mean, I was going to say it's not their fault. It is their fucking fault. I mean, this was all their fault. <laughs> but I'm saying th- that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be rescued. I mean, they're still um, innocent kids that were just trying to have fun. But it is their fault. I mean, like when I did stupid shit and I was a little kid, it's still my fault. Even if I'm an innocent kid, that didn't mean any wrong. But, you know, they're going to this cave. And not only did they go and oh let's go to the cave no they went far into the fucking cave. Like this is like when people were trying to get to the to them, they were taking like hours and hours, and I'm just like, how long these kids walked inside this cave for? I mean, this shit was so far in, bro. This, they were getting to the fucking center of the earth. At least that's how I look. Again, maybe maybe I'm you know they got into the cave when it was dry. No water in it. So maybe, of course, you know, I mean, when you're walking, you can do walking a lot faster than if you're diving through little. But, you know, in any case, I'm thinking, okay, so what's the difficult part here? You're going through water. You're just floating. Just fucking dive and get them, right? But you have rocks everywhere that are sharp, like fucking razor blade. You have tides. Because it's still raining and water gets into different cracks of the mountain. And this creates tides that pull you into the rock so you can hit your head and all this shit. Then you have the the possibility of you losing the line. So what does that mean? There's ropes that are tied along the route so that you could see where you're going and also grab to it if you need to pull yourself depending on the current. And also because there's sediment and like sand and shit at the bottom of the, of, you know, the floor, that all gets picked up with tides and it makes it hard to see. Sometimes you cannot even see your hands because of how thick the muck is in there. So you're literally in fucking space alone. Then you have air that you're seeing how much, you know, if it's, if it's running out. You know, it's, it's just such a scary situation. And the movie does so good at making you feel tense throughout the whole fucking thing. Man, I was, you know, I, I you know, in, in the past few weeks we've been doing a lot of uh, these scary movies, uh, you know, like on October, we did a lot of scary movies for Halloween. And those are movies that get you tense because it's all these scare tactics and they're gonna, you know, scare you with the killer or the demon here you're scared intense because this is like a real life situation where you're like oh my god i can't do that i know this might be a little overreach but not maybe the the way that they rescued this kid is almost like when they went to the moon in 1969 it's like bro it was such a fucking crazy odyssey to do this and the fact that they it's almost like when you watch apollo 13 and, you know, they, that whole thing about them, you know, having that problem in space and then rendezvousing around the moon to come back. If you haven't seen Apollo 13, I mean, come on. I got, I got to do a review on that movie. I mean, that fucking movie is, is amazing. Ron Howard directed Apollo 13 as well with Tom, Tom Hanks as the lead. And that movie's pretty accurate. I mean, I've seen the documentaries as well with the actual people talking about it. That movie is accurate. But this rescue was that insane. And for so long, I, I, I saw this movie on Amazon Prime. I don't know where it is available in other countries, but in Spain, it's on Amazon Prime. And for I had it on my list, and I was just like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, they go into a little mine, and then they, they, they I was just like, this is boring. Man, this is one of the most compelling movies I've seen in a while. Wow. And I love doing these reviews right fresh off when I just saw the movie. I saw it recently, a few hours ago because i just have that that aura still in me i have the vibes i have the fucking mm, i can almost speak thai i want a, pa- a Thai by thai you know i want to go and Thai by thai like i want to go to thailand if it wasn't that over there they don't like people that do the whiskey rooney i'm like whoa what they don't like the whiskey rooney i don't know if i heard somewhere that it's becoming legal in thailand but i've also heard that they will cut your head if you spit in in, in the floor or, or shoot gum maybe it's in singapore maybe I'm talking shit but anyways they look like really nice people but I do hear that the government can be corrupt so you know well, maybe they're not if they sponsor the, the show maybe they're not so they find the kids right which is a fucking ordeal on its own they need to go to these caves that have never really been dived because these caves are normally for people to go to when they're dry which is most of the year but there, there is one time in the year where it gets filled up with water so they find the kids and when they find a the kid, it's such an in, insane feat to even just find a kid that they just celebrate, like the whole country's in celebration, the whole world. And then you think, all right, but all right, so they'll get them. And then as you keep thinking, you, you start realizing, oh no, this is gonna be a lot more complicated than we thought because the divers that get to the kids, are professional divers, and the whole ordeal takes like six hours to get to them. So this is not like, like a kid can just learn how to dive and, and do the diving on its own. He's most likely going to die. He's going to panic. Something's going to happen because it's, it's a hard, difficult dive. And these are like little kids. Some of them don't even know how to swim. So imagine if you don't even know how to swim, you're going to freak the fuck out. Actually, unfortunately, one guy. Eventually, it's two people that die because one of them dies from blood infection, which I believe might be having too much CO in your CO two, maybe on your in your blood. So this causes a blood infection. But originally, one guy actually dives dies while diving, and he's a you know quote unquote professional diver from the Marine. You know, it's also important to disclaim that the Marine doesn't or the navy doesn't have like actual training in dive in cave diving you know they do open sea diving but it's a lot different when you go into a cave there's a lot of other factors and other uh, dangerous situations that you can run into so so now you start thinking oh okay but if this water is staying here because the water is it's not gonna leave anytime soon this whole cave is is filled up and the kids we're able to get to a little place where it's a little higher so the water doesn't get to them. But they're trapped in there. There's no way to get through the top, through the mountain, and drill a hole. And, and and there's no way. So so okay, what's the other thing that could happen? Well, what if the kids wait until the water eventually leaves the cave? That would be maybe four months. It was it was not possible to continuously bring food to them, and most importantly the air pocket that they were in only had enough oxygen, right? Like if you put a bug inside a closed, you know, container and, and you close it, eventually he's going to breathe all the oxygen that's available in that air. And then that person, that, you know, that animal will die. So it's the same thing here. It's, it's, it's not so much that you could bring air, uh, but it's just, it, it's not possible because it's too, too difficult of a dive to every day bring food, water, So, they cannot be there for a long time. So, we need to take them out. They already, when they discovered them, they were already there for 10 days, which already they they thought they were just gonna find dead bodies. And they find the 13 kids alive, which is like insane. And they're like, oh, thank you, thank you, you know, you're very strong, yeah. And and they had a coach who, like, you know, is like meditating with them and praying and, you know, doing these yoga positions, which, you know, keeps them like with high spirits. And it's insane that they actually lived. That they were alive in a dark situation. Uh, so they, they start thinking, okay, how the fuck can we get these kids out? And they just can't can't find a way. And this is when the movie, you think it's already exciting and crazy. And then it just ups a notch where they're like, what if we sedate the kids? And then we put these masks over them. Not the ones that you put in the mouth for... Not the breathers that are just for the mouth, but masks that go and, and cover your whole mouth, your whole face, so that you breathe normally without having something in your mouth. And then you drag the kids out, like if they were a package, unconscious, because if they're unconscious, then they're just like, a, like an unmoving mask that you can just move. But if they're alive and they see what's happening, they're going to freak out and they're going to panic and they're going to die. Drown or... Dude, and you're like... Nah, no, this is insane. Like you cannot <laughs> you cannot sedate these kids and, and th- like also apparently like you had to give a shot of ketamine every 30 minutes so that the kid continues to stay sleeping. And and I mean it is true that the whole diving thing is divided by by blocks. So there was a part where they would come out of the water, check that everything's cool, and then go back in into the tunnels. But I mean, still, I mean, this was like like I said, to me, it almost looked as complicated as going to the moon. It was that, like, it was, there was that many things that could go wrong at any moment. And when they, they, when they thought of this idea of sedating the kids and, and bringing them through this tunnel, they were like, okay, this is, we're gonna do this as this is the last thing we could do because they're gonna die anyways. And maybe some of them will live. <laughs> you know, Some of them, you know, let, that will be enough for like, to say successful. And I mean, obviously, if you're watching this, at this part, it's because you saw the movie and, you know, they all make it, which is insane. It's insane. You know, there's one little kid that's so small that a normal mask doesn't work. So they need to get a smaller mask, but even a smaller mask doesn't work. So they kind of adapt it so that it almost seals, because it has to seal your face so that no water goes in. And he does it, but not so well. So the guy has to drag the kid, but almost holding the mask. And that was so tense because at any moment, if air go, if water goes in, then you're fucked, you know, it's going to drown. And, and the whole time you put yourself in the shoes of the divers thinking, man, if this was me, like, how, like, scared, how nervous would you be? You have a life that depends on you, but also there's no other way out, so this is the only thing you could do. And I think... I mean, of course, this is Ron Howard. This is not like a new filmmaker that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. This is a G. This is this is an OG that knows. You know, that's been that's been bouted for a minute. He even made that movie Willow, which I think they're making a new one. Which is the little kids? Well, not little kids. They're little people. <sighs> they're willows. You know, they're they're little willows. And there's a new a new movie coming out. I think with one of the original willows. The Willowers. But Ron Howard, the what he what what he made you feel in this movie not only was the closeness of the culture of the Thai people, of how they live it, but also how they help and care for their own. But the tension and the and the scariness of the actual gravity of the situation, you know? And how scary it is to, to be in an enclosed environment, you know? And, and, and how crazy it is that there's people out there that actually like to do these crazy, extreme things. And if there wasn't those guys that for some reason they love to cave dive, they wouldn't have been able to save the kids because they bring you know, some British guys that are the ones that sort of have been in cave diving around the world that are good. But not only them, there were many, many cave divers around the world, from the UK, from Australia, that came to help. And that if it wasn't because there's people that like to do these extreme things, nobody like the Navy doesn't know how to cave dive. That's not something they do because this is an extreme thing. And this was in Thailand. One place that's very common for cave diving is in Mexico. They have a lot of these underground caves that you can go in and do things. I'll be honest with you. I would like to dive maybe one day in a controlled environment. I would like to go to those places that have caves and you can go in in the little center of it but actually diving in a cave I I don't know after seeing this movie I'm very scared I'm very scared of it it seems like there's beautiful things you can see that when the scenery is amazing but it just seems like an extreme sport that you don't at first you don't see the danger in it so quick but then as you start watching this movie, you're like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. This is all dangerous. Like everything is a fucking odyssey to go through. Watching a few documentaries on YouTube, this movie concentrates on the two British guys that's that, and they make them look like heroes, and they were. But there's like a documentary that shows a lot of other divers that weren't really focused on, on the movie, but that really helped putting the lines, and getting very close to where the kids were. The two British guys were the, sort of the ones that did the last run and got to them, but it is true that before they got to the kids, there were other divers, along with the Marine, uh, sorry, the Navy, that did a lot of the line, uh, which is m- marking the route, so they did a lot of stuff as well. I mean, it was a group effort, you know. Um, And, you know, the, the, the other kids make it. Each time they took out a kid with the mask, you're like, "This is insane that they even thought of doing this and that it worked." You know, there's the the series on Netflix. I'm gonna watch it just to see you know, what's good with it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if it's not too boring since I already know the story. But I want you guys to tell me what you thought of this movie. It reminded me a lot of uh, that movie called The Impossible, which is actually with Tom Holland and it's about the tsunami that happened, I think, in Indonesia and. And it's a true story too with Nicole Kidman. But this movie reminded me of those like survival stories that are so beautiful and they're miraculous. You know, they really feel like a miracle. And and you know, it's insane. uh, uh you know, let me know what you thought of this movie, if you really felt that pureness of it and if you really enjoyed it. And what do you thought of the story in general, like the fact that these kids made it, you know, and the rescue mission of sedating them and putting them in this um you know like sleeping state so that they could just be not moving and they could just push them out. I thought that was crazy If I have you know because it is the brosky doodles we have our review system It's a score system That's been authorized by by many associations around the world and they consider it one of the standards But when it comes to movie reviews and movie analysis synopsis if you will and for this movie, I would give it a strong 8 It is true that the true story of it adds a lot of value to it, but a true story has to be told correctly and in a beautiful way and in a pure organic method. And I think that that was achieved on this one. So I'm gonna give it an eight. I think it was a solid movie. Uh, It made me cry at times. It made me feel good about humanity. And it left me with a happy feeling about the world and the people in it. So, you know, let me know what you think. Thank you for tuning in every week you know we got every monday the regular episodes on thursday we got the movie review with the crew and we're gonna keep doing this for you guys you know we have the audios on spotify on itunes on everywhere that you can get your podcast and of course the visual part of it on youtube uh if you can follow me on instagram as well everything is down here in the description and leave a review subscribe to it and show it to your grandma we're trying to get more people from the third age as we know that that's our target market Miami, I know that you're seeing a lot of people from Miami have been commenting and, and, and saying good things about the potty. And, you know, that's one of our our big uh, um, sort of um, following is in Miami, in the South Florida region. Uh, you could call it north of South America, if you will. Thank you for tuning in. I love you. Belgium's in the house. Peace.